Welcome to The Vinyl Preacher, your weekly award-winning podcast where we talk about the Bible and make playlists. I'm Matt Cato, pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Zach Pierce. I'm the pastor of Lutheran Davis Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder. And? And America's finest and only institute of higher education in the Buddhist tradition, Europa University. Zach, sound the alarm. Get us alarm sound effects. Nick, hit it! <laughs> this is an emergency podcast. We just had the release of a new Beyonce Knowles Carter album. Uh, and so we brought on a special special guest uh, to talk about that. Uh, Alyssa, student uh, at USC, but maybe even more importantly, student of Beehive uh, Beyonce. Beehive University. <laughs> University, America's only uh, institution of Beehive the Beyonce tradition. Yeah. yeah. I have a so, question uh, then. Yeah, yeah. Is it a new album? I'm confused. I'm going to call it that. What do you think? Is it a new uh, album? It's not so much an album, it's like a soundtrack complimentary album to the movie. It's like a response album. It's like when a poet does a response to another poet. Ooh. Uh, I, I, I like how I said that. I don't know. <laughs> a poet does a response to another poet. Yeah, poet. Like when they like one line, how they do a response to that poet. I would say this album is just like her response to The Lion King. Yeah. So if The Lion King is like the primary text, this is like the... It kind of looks like, kind of looks like a playlist to me. A playlist? Mm. I feel like it was in the tradition. I feel of like the, Beyonce's yeah. getting out of her lane and trying to get into our lane because uh, <laughs> she made a playlist to pair with the movie The Lion King. So stick to yeah. what you know, Beyonce. Okay, uh, <laughs> stay in your kind of lane. Hot take. Hot take. I felt like it was similar to uh, Kendrick Lamar's Black Panther album, yeah. where it wasn't really like you know a soundtrack in the sense that we're used to, but it was clearly tied to the, the narrative, to the cultural event, similar kind of move. I don't know if we actually mentioned the name of uh, this amorphous album thing. Uh, <laughs> What's I believe, the name of it? I believe it's appropriately called, uh, as, as all things from, from the Queen uh, are, uh, The Gift. Very accurate. Very accurate, yes. <laughs> the Gift. <laughs> well, it says on here that it's the Lion King colon. The mm-hmm. gift. 27 but, tracks. Is it 27 tracks? I mean, it includes a lot of, like, interludes, though. But the interludes are part of it. So yeah, yeah. So I would count those those tracks. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that's not that. I was like, she got James Earl Jones on her album. You can't stop that. Yeah. Yes. And are those taken directly? I have not seen uh, the film because... Um, the vi- my vinyl spouse objects to movies with talking animals, <laughs> uh, anthropomorphic animals of any kind. Uh, if you really want to see uh, my vinyl spouse go off, uh, show her a trailer for The Art of Racing in the Rain mm. uh, or any of the movies uh, along that ilk. When a, when a dog is able to sense uh, cancer, Chris is like, what is going on? <laughs> so I think the you know talking animals is a little too close to that. What about Look Who's yeah. Talking Now? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Maybe I'll try Check it. in on that one and report back. I'll just, uh, yeah. I'll pull That's the one where the dogs and the babies talk. I mean, so none the, of them talk. It's all telepathic. So the interludes, uh, these are directly from the film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a review of the film? How did you feel uh, about that? 
I feel like I'm a bias because Beyonce can do no wrong in my eyes because she can't. Um, but I still think it was good. Like, obviously, people are going to have this, like, small bias going in beforehand seeing the original movie because, of course, it's not, like, 100% to the script. But I still still, I still think John Favreau, I think I'm pronouncing that right, did a great job with the movie. Mm, good. Then, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. These other John Favreau. <laughs> what specifically did Beyonce bring to the table uh, in the film? Um, I think with John Favreau noticed that Beyonce is like being a person of woman empowerment, they made the um, on the linenesses more prominent in the movie, which was awesome. It's like in how Avengers at Game, how all the women of MCU came together, basically did that for Lion King. It was great. It was amazing. So like in the album when she says "Lines, are you with me?" I, she's gonna say that during a concert and I'm gonna cry because like, yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And and kind of true to uh, to life, right? Because in a in a pride, don't the lionesses do the yeah. hunting? And so why don't they just make the lion queen and have so, a star? Yeah, when so. I was watching an interview for The Lion King, the woman who's um, directing the Broadway, she wanted to make it The Lion Queen. But they were like, no, too far. Too, <laughs> too far. So she really wanted to do it. I think they should do it just for the heck of it, like make it like a Disney short. That yeah. would be great. Maybe it'll be the sequel. Maybe they'll uh, yes. keep this going. And then we'll get another album. Yes. 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 How, how, how does this uh, album speak to you as a Beyonce fan? Where do you think it fits into her larger... I think it's as a Beyonce fan. Funny thing is, her her catalog is older than I am, but I can still see growth. <laughs> um, I think it's like her branching out from trying to please everybody to try and speak to what's true to her heart and to true to who she is. So it goes from like, while this album could be like everybody can enjoy it, it is specifically for Black people, African American people. So I think this album just shows like how she's going towards the direction of making sure her community knows that she appreciates them. Yeah, yeah. I think the inclusion of Seth Rogen on this album really speaks to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. In addition to Seth Rogen, yeah, a lot of a lot of African artists, like yeah. uh, African national artists. I've never heard of any of these people, but I want to listen to them. Yeah, now you're gonna get into it. Huh? This yeah. is like a gateway drug into. And to, for me personally, to me, all the music well, it had some like similarity to reggae music, and because my family like listens to all that music, I was able to like it even more. No, you can tell like of the African roots in reggae music. So okay. Kind of, like, I don't know. That just helped me like it even more because I was already used, used to listen, listening to music like that. Yeah. Yeah. So really tapping into some, some roots on this album. Yep. Yeah. What's your favorite shirt? In the Beehive Universe, this has been a debate. People rooted, rank, ranking their favorite songs. Um, uh, each time you ask me to pick a favorite Beyonce song, I can never do it. <laughs> Um, I, I'll say my top songs, but not in a specific order. Move Forever, Brown Skin Girl, and Power. And my power. I believe this, the, the track is Move Forever. Move Forever. Move Forever, <laughs> yes. Move Forever, uh, Brown Skin Girl. Yes. And what was the other one? My Power. My Power, yeah. Which comes after that aforementioned... Uh, yeah. Lions, are you are you with me? Yeah. And needless to say, Spirit is amazing. I told you that will be my sermon for church because it speaks for itself. That I'll just play that at friend's church and then I'll leave. <laughs> uh, that'll be that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Already is such a good song. Water. I know you like water because it's like baptismal. I feel you. I feel like you're gonna create some like baptismal <laughs> thing out of that. And then baptismal us and Zach. Would we do baptismal stuff? I don't know that we would find baptismal illusions. Never heard it. <laughs> and then other side is so sad because it's like I don't know, it's such a funeral morbid uh, song. It's so sad, but it's so good. And then bigger is just. It's like debate in Beyonce universe that that might be the best um, opening song to any of her albums. So good. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I remember listening to other side. I'm thinking like. Yeah. All right. Like I kind of see how this relates to the Lion King, but really this is like your mid-tempo sung at funerals. Like this is yeah, a song to be sung at sort funerals. Of like, from the perspective of Mufasa. He's yeah. Like, I yeah. So, and uh, and I feel like it's deeply, there's some deeply theological stuff going on here with the uh, already, you're, you're a king already. I feel like that's a thing we come back to again and again. We think about discovering an identity that you already have. I think that's a theme we've touched on here on The Bible Preacher on multiple occasions. Um, and then, of course, uh, even the way that... Uh, I almost texted you the first time I heard the album because <laughs> the, the song Bigger starts out she's like this, is it this ain't no Bible verse this is the just the it's not just a Bible verse this is the living word and I was like whoa what is Beyonce a Lutheran what's, what's happening like oh my goodness living word oh love it where does um, new lesson fit in the Beyonce universe <laughs> New lesson, the one with uh, Billy Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. Surely that's the best eleventh track on all the albums, right? <laughs> this uh, on this podcast with two white guys, we went straight to the song <laughs> track uh, with two white guys on it. So that's it's good, you know. We gotta we gotta you know find that. I know my place in the Lion King universe. In best case scenario, I'm a I'm a Pumbaa. <laughs> Does that make you too low? I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. The Lion King, the gift. Uh, what do we think? Any other thoughts? Anything else we, we got to say about this? Go see the movie. Go see the movie. Have to catch up. I've seen it twice. All right, Alyssa's well, working for Disney. <laughs> Disney needs more money. Go see this movie. <laughs> That's right. I wonder, is this representative of uh, uh, Beyonce beef? Do we have a new Beyonce beef? Elton John not on uh, the playlist here. Oh, man. I What's up with that? I think it's funny. Elton John, I think he posted a picture on Instagram, and he only, uh, was it tagged Beyonce and not any of the other cast? So I think in his eyes as well, Beyonce can do no wrong. So <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm picturing, like, uh, either Grammys or Oscars duet. And just Ooh, like a surprise duet, yeah. Uh, with a few of them, I could see. Yes. I could see that happening. The Grammys love to do that to pair up like an mm-hmm. old artist with so, a new artist. Totally random. Even when it totally doesn't work, they but love then to do it. But it end up works. But this it could work. I could see this. It ends up working. Yeah. Which track on the gift are you going to mash up with? Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> For the performance. I mean, you know she's got to do spirit because spirits yeah. her. Uh, I think that's going to be her her Oscar bid. Yes. As she tries to go for EGOT status. It's funny. Wait, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna think this is funny because she has a song called Ego. So if she can get an Emmy, she has Grammys, I get an Oscar, so she'll have a big ego. She needs a Tony. So write the Lion Queen, and there you go. There you go. Broadway show. Yeah, so <laughs> She listens, I'm sure. 
<laughs> what do we think about uh, Blue Ivy? Blue Ivy's performance on the on the on the album. She is going for Beyonce's crown. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. What does she get? Like a writing credit or something? On she does. She has writing and co- composer and a featured artist. What did she write? Just a little. I don't know. I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Brown skin girl, according to uh, Spotify. Well, I think uh, have we covered it enough to get uh, started? We've waded into the the shallow end. The did school. you know, Matt, that the soundtrack to The Lion King was the first album that I owned? Really? Cassette tape. Well, I did not. I did not know that. Do you know? Do you know what the first album that I owned was? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was my first compact disc. Ooh. Uh, for my for my stereo. Uh, that I had uh, no. <laughs> no, it was super related to this because it was the soundtrack to Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin. and I still haven't seen the remake because I'm too scared, I'm too emotionally tied to that '92 version. Someday. So, so have you it. not also have you not seen Aladdin since the first time? No, I own that one. Oh I, do, I do own that. Yeah, yeah. Although none of the Robin Williams songs are on Spotify, it's very disappointing because I always want I want to go back and listen. Oh, to them. really? Huh. Taking them all off. Yeah, they took them I'm all off. I'm pretty sure they're on title. That's how you should. They're, they better not be on title. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that, more than anything. I think the best the best news of the new Beyonce album is that it's not exclusively on title. It's true. Grateful for that. I know, you're on title. In the past, we've been unable to do Beyonce emergency pods because we've had to wait however many months until they show up on Spotify (laughs) to listen to or react to them. This last one was three years, but... No. No. Indeed. Do you think she's going to have two albums up for album of the year now? Is that... Yeah, we think so. Maybe. Apparently... Since Lemonade was re-released, that could also be considered for Grammys. So imagine three albums. Wow. Like, wow. Uh, and then Adele released one at the last moment. And, uh, and then she'll break it again. <laughs> That's how this album's going to go. <laughs> well, this has been some good coverage of this uh, Beyonce album. All right. It's been good. Is she? We do you think it? she was undercutting yeah. Chance? Because I feel like Chance had the buzz for like a day or two where he released, he was on Fallon and uh, had a the album cover, album title, and release date. Uh, and that lasted for like 24 hours before Beyonce dropped this on Spotify. I don't know, man. When was, when's, his, uh, when's the release date? It's coming up or it's in the past. I'm not sure what time this podcast is up. <laughs> um... I just Googled it's it. It's in July, and instead, I think. I found Chance the Rapper expected to headline a Grant Park concert before the Bears-Packers game on September 5th. <sighs> Zach, why are we not in Chicago? Because it's miserably hot and humid right now there. Um, the last time Alyssa was in Chicago, it was like 30 degrees below zero. Yep. So uh, we promised that sometimes Chicago is lovely. Sometimes. There are. And that, that concert would probably be at the release date is July 26th. July 26th for his debut album Uh, alright well that's been your uh, episode of This Week in Music This Week in Music dislodged from the space time continuum (laughs) indeed Zach today we are looking at texts uh, for mid-August Sunday August 11th the 9th Mm. Nueve Sunday after Pentecost that's awfully exciting. I know, I'm excited. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited because I think these readings tie in really well with this um, we last just talked about. Maybe. We'll see. Possibly. What? Uh, so I, we've been following different Old Testament tra- uh, texts, uh, but that's been good because then our listeners get to hear about both of them. So that's, that's great. What's, uh, what's the semi-continuous, uh, shockingly uh, difficult to read text? That's some pretty bad ones. Uh, we're here in the first chapter of Isaiah, Matt, which, um... Okay, Isaiah? Isaiah. It's, uh, lots of people like Isaiah. We read it around Christmas time because it has lots of, uh, hopeful promise parts. But that's not the part we're going to read. We're sticking, we are staying here in everybody's favorite, uh, century BCE, the 8th century BCE, uh... The Ocho. The Ocho, which is to say, uh, things are not looking good for the people of Judah. In the first chapter, we get to hear this vision of Isaiah, who prophesied about the south, about Judah, about Jerusalem. And here's what he had to say. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Uh, not a good shot out there. Uh, not a good comparison. You don't want to be compared to the rulers of Sodom, typically. Uh, listen to the teaching of your God, you people of Gomorrah. And it got worse. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams. Uh, dig uh, at the Colorado State University Rams there and the fat of fed beasts. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or of goats. Uh, Other blood I find delight in, but not bulls, lambs, or goats. We're very specific. When you come to appear before me, who ask this from your hand? Trample my courts no more. Bringing offerings is futile. So this Sunday, Matt, do not collect an offering. It is futile. Good to know. Good to know, everybody. Uh, Incense, an abomination to me. There are probably plenty of people in your congregation who think incense is an abomination to God. They're right this week. New moon (laughs) and Sabbath and calling a convocation. I cannot endure your solemn assemblies filled with iniquity. Your new moons and your appointed festival, my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. And when you stretch out your hands, I will hide my eyes. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. And that blood came from a bull, a lamb, or a goat. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. And come now, let us argue it out, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel... You shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Uh, this is the good news, Matt. <laughs> this is the good news. Fiery words Woo. this summer. Actually, fiery. no fire at all. It's just blood. Okay, bloody words. And in fact, if your fire is, is lighting up incense, mm, that's an abomination. It's uh, it's a great reading for the mind flare. I love it. I, hey, like I haven't it. seen the last episode yet, no spoilers. But uh, The Mind Flayer yeah. wins. Oh my gosh. The Mind Flayer kills everybody Stop. that you care about. Barb, Barb no. comes back as a zombie and wins. No! 
Oh my gosh! What do you what do you do with this? What, do, what are we gonna do with a text like this that is uh, not uh, super happy fun times? Not shiny happy people right here. It is not super happy fun times. I have got to be honest. I got to make a confession here. This is the part of the summer that is the worst time of the year for me, uh, personally and professionally. Uh, students are not back yet. I've got a lot to do, but no real sense of urgency to do any of it. So I'm just sitting here. Uh, and to be honest, this reading is kind of repetitive for what the all these eighth century prophets all kind of say the same thing uh and so it's saying the same thing that god cares a whole lot about what happens in the world uh and the things that god cares about right are justice rescuing the oppressed defending the orphan pleading for the widow but there is good news in here this is not as unequivocally doomsday as some of the amos and hosea has been there is the opportunity for new life that by seeking justice rescuing the oppressed defending the orphan and pleading for the widow uh, your sins, we do have some, uh, I suppose, problematic uh, uh, good stuff being white here. Uh, sins are scarlet, they shall be like snow, and, and red they'll become like wool. So, careful there, friends. Uh, there is opportunity for new life and repentance, um, but it is going to be costly. Uh, it does not come cheaply, as the good Lutherans like to say. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, that's a good message for our times, that God cares deeply uh, about what happens in the world, uh, especially in the times that we find ourselves in. I do struggle with this uh, text, man. How do you struggle with it? Because historically where we find ourselves, uh, most folks think that this chunk here from, from Isaiah uh, is somewhere between... 721, which is when Israel, the kingdom in the north, fell to the Assyrians, and 701, which is when Judah, the kingdom in the south, fell to the Assyrians. So you've got 20-ish years in the middle here where it seems very clear that the Assyrians are going to come and take over. The doom that Isaiah is proclaiming and says is because of your injustice. I don't know that if they had done those things, they would have escaped being conquered by the Assyrians and sent to exile. You know what I mean? Like, is Isaiah right because because this happened? Does that make sense? That they couldn't have affected the outcome yeah. one way or another? That, that Isaiah's critique is just like it was however many weeks ago with, with Amos and Hosea, that through the spending all of their economy militarizing, well, maybe that's where... I, Hey, I'm solving my own problems here. By militarizing Jerusalem, you've been doing so on the backs of the poor uh, and the oppressed. And so I guess you could say, militarized or not militarized, it's not going to stop Assyria, uh, the, the Assyrians from coming. Uh, so perhaps do the will of God. A fatalistic, <laughs> pessimistic take from... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, I think it pushes us to understand the depth of the of the problem and that there's not some kind of easy fix, right? The idea that, yeah, like, like, like the, the times do demand a, re- a response. And I think our scriptures demand us to, they call us to, to act. Um, but that's not a, and, and, a, and a prophet is going to simplify that. Uh, for maximum effect, right? It's a cast of vision. Um, but of course, in reality, we know that these things are going to take uh, working it for the long haul, uh, and those things aren't going to happen overnight. But that's not a reason to not uh, dive in. But just be, be, but have a clear picture of what it actually means. Uh, what is the, what's the phrase? Clear eyes, full hearts. What's the Brooklyn Nine Nine version? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, eyes I'm, closed. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. Head first. Can't lose. <laughs> yeah. 
Here you go. Oh, bloody hands. Incense. Gonna lose. Well, uh, the complimentary text is quite a bit softer. It's quite a bit softer. So if you just want to completely avoid all that bloodshed and mm-hmm. challenge. If you've, got, if you've been really wanting to do some incense this Sunday, switch up the Old Testament text. Switch it up. Go to Genesis 15. Or if you've already got a big blood offering scheduled for that Sunday, you know, switch it up over to Genesis. We usually do the second Sunday in August, but I think this year we'll... <laughs> Third Sunday, you're going to wait? Yeah. Uh, so Genesis 15, 1 to 6. It's a classic. I think we get it like uh, one of the Sundays in Lent, too. Uh, but it's after these things. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me for I continue childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring. And so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. And the Lord brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. If you even can. (laughs) If you even can. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord. Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Word of God, word of life. That actually is, yeah. That is a lot easier to work with. It's a lot. It's, uh, it's pretty great. So, um, yeah, Mufasa brings Simba outside at night. Mm. And as it looks up to the stars and says, oh, my goodness. Here it is. Here's your family. That's what it looks like. I believe that's a scene. Is that a scene? Yes. Is that in the new movie too? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. It undoes some things for me in the uh, in the other in the Isaiah text. This would be a Sunday where I might preach one of my uh, John Green sermons uh, around the idea uh, from the Fault in Our Stars from Tiffios, right? <laughs> uh, the 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 kind of nerd idea at the heart of the Fault in Our Stars is that some infinities are bigger than other infinities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but, right, um, briefly, an inaccurate description of this is there are more infinite numbers, uh, there are more, more numbers between uh, zero and two than there are between zero and one, and there are an infinite number of both, so one infinity is bigger than the other, though mathematicians say that's not, tell me that's not the correct way to, that's not the way that actually works, but it's good enough. Um, so if we have this certain like brokenness and pain in the world uh, with my fatalistic uh, reading of that Old Testament, uh, perhaps there's just, uh, uh, there's also an infinite, you count everything up there, there's a, the life of God is as, is as infinite as the stars. So is it all just one big push? Uh, or perhaps the good news is that some infinities are bigger than other infinities. Ooh. Some infinities are bigger than other infinities. What do you think, Alyssa, when you read this, uh, when you read this text earlier, what, um, anything stand out to you? Just when he read it again, when it said, look at the stars, I, for a brief moment, I thought of Coldplay, but then, uh, when I thought of It's not a um, Coldplay, why'd you think of Coldplay? The song Yellow, like the opening line, for a brief moment. Um, I don't know. It's just like a, a reassuring text that like 
you find it reassuring and it's like towards the end where it's like at first you're like you do all this stuff for God and you're like you shouldn't really have to expect anything back you should just be doing it at the kindness of your heart and then God's like no this is actually what I'm gonna do for you in the end like don't expect this just because it's already happening like there's something coming for you better in the end hmm. and why do you find it reassuring that just like to have patience and to wait like don't expect anything great to happen right away that it'll eventually get there yeah yeah it's coming it's coming one more fun fact on that text um is we get that little section where it says that um it was reckoned to him as righteousness because in the NRSV it, it it basically says that Abraham believed him uh, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. And the assumption is that it, it was a sign of Abraham's righteousness to believe God. Um, but the Hebrew is actually really unclear about what's the, the subject and object of the verb there. Um, so it's unclear whether Abraham is the righteous one uh, or the, the faithful one, or is it God being who's it's being reckoned to God as God's righteousness, God's faithfulness. Yeah, there's probably some truth there in that tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hugely important verse there, uh, verse 6 in uh, in Christian history. Of course, important to Luther as he thinks about uh, faith being what makes us uh, righteous and not, not our actions. And this is an act of faith here. Kierkegaard spends entire books talking about uh, this particular line and what it possibly means. Uh, so yeah, this is a that's that's a big one there. It's a big one. I just love the imagery. I mean, I just love the imagery of the stars. It's just such that's a so massive. Nice. It's just yeah, it's just such a massive, massive image. Um, and then that connection of the stars. It's like first you see, you look toward heaven, then count the stars. Um, but then that second line, social your descendants be. It's like the other shoe drops, and there's this connection to um, something very specific. And although he's talking about descendants here, it's a promise of the future. Um, I hear it, and I hear like a connection to the past, too, as we hear it today, right? So I think of a connection to those kings of old, right? The kings that, that watch over us in The Lion King, where he's like, you know, you're part of something way bigger. Or my favorite, my favorite Lion King track is actually from the musical, uh, They Live in You. It's my favorite. That's my favorite one. It's so good. It's so good. And it makes me think, too, of like the, another literary, since we're just throwing out books left and right here, in the in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, uh, when he's... Uh, he, he's getting ready to face Voldemort for the last time and he uh, has the oh god I can't remember the name of it but it's like the soul stone <laughs> and he turns it over and all of a sudden like his parents and all these people that have died to protect him are suddenly with him for a moment just to give to give him that encouragement and it gives him strength to know that he is not alone in that moment but he's surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses is another way that we might say it um, and I just think that's like a it's a fastball over the plate, I think, for a preacher. I think there's a lot you could do with it. Matt, uh, I did not, I had not really seen the stars until I moved to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Should I make a, uh, a lame joke about stars in Los Angeles? Uh, uh, no. No, I won't do it. Chris saw Vince Vaughn at the Starbucks in Manhattan Beach the other day. Oh, you know, Hannah used to see, uh, the vinyl spouse used to see uh, Vince Vaughn all the time because he lived across the street from the Newberry in Chicago. Um, true story. Hell, <laughs> one time she saw him going to Dave and Buster's, which was weird. Um, <laughs> um, but that's to say, right, um, 
I think this is a good segue and connection into the gospel uh, today. What I'm working with is my good news to see if we can morph it into a, a form that I like is right that there are there are some things that we can only see at night, uh, that some things we can only see in the darkness. To drop another book title, "Learning to Walk in the Dark," that we kind of read together uh, a number of years ago by Barbara Brown Taylor, that whether it's light pollution. Uh, makes it hard to see the stars at night. Uh, but then it's really incredible when you get up here, uh, get up to 10,000, 12,000 feet, you're significantly closer to the stars than you were before. Uh, and away from the lights of the city, you really start to see uh, the milkiness of the stars, that mystery. And so we got some important stuff happening here in the gospel uh, at night. Cool. Now I want to cut the car out of Bronco. Oh, yeah. Alyssa's a Broncos fan. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Side, uh, side down. How do you feel about Joe Flacco? He's good, right? From what I remember, he's good. That's, that's, what, they're, that's what they're saying on sports radio right now. Yep. He's good, right? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> we just need anything better than nothing at this point. We're good. <laughs> oh, but yeah, text about uh, the nighttime. It's Which is a nice those. counterbalance to the, 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 the white light is good from the Isaiah reading. Uh, to hear to some things that can only be seen, can only happen in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So it's Luke 12, uh, 32 to 40. Uh, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an unexpected hour. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. It's a bit of a playlist there, too. It's kind of a mix of uh, a couple mm-hmm. different images. Yeah. I, uh, I was kind of proud of myself. I preached on the narrative lectionary last week, uh, Matt, and I quoted the great religious scholar Marshawn Lynch uh, during the sermon, <laughs> and some people got it. Uh, rest of the family of God is uh, all about that action, boss. What? <laughs> good, good job. Did it go over well? Uh, one of the services, it went over really well. Good. If the other one, not so much. Do you know, uh, I was really proud of myself because I tried to get, uh, I had a reference to Jay-Z's Dirt Off Your Shoulder that I dropped, uh, <laughs> when she just says, knock the dust off your feet. Mm-hmm. And I even talked uh, my old school musician into playing the little melody, the mm-hmm. little, like, uh, do, 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 and on the piano, like right after I said it, mm-hmm. and uh, literally, I think two people got it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe Alyssa got it, and everyone else looked confused. But uh, I stand by it. It was fun. yeah. Sometimes we preach for ourselves, you know. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I think the, the the kind of fun, interesting angle. On one hand, I think there's a lot of like really known stuff here for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
uh, it's kind of a, a, a mashup of some memorable things. But that 3940, know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into, uh, feels a little jarring, uh, mm. like it's just kind of stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, but I think I would, I would get into, uh, again, towards my kind of good news of there are some things... Uh, some roads are only seen at night. Uh, shout out to the magnetic fields. But the, you must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour, which I, traditionally perhaps might be understood as you better you better get right with Jesus because you never know when he's coming or when your hour is going to come uh, and you don't want to get in trouble with God. My, um, uh, my youth pastor when I was in high school had a, a bumper sticker that said, Jesus is coming. Look busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead, I think this is an invitation into the unexpected places. Uh, if I'm going to be a nerd, I've already I've already quoted, uh, talked about infinities being larger than each other. Um, but right, if our time is a part of space, it's a it's the third dimension of, of space, fourth dimension of space. Uh, so we can think about this as the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected unexpected place. So the good news of God who dwells in places that we might not normally think of God dwelling and empowering and giving us the freedom to go into those places. I like the darkness. I really connect to this. Be dressed for action. Have your lamps lit. And that, that connection of the, the lit lamp to the stars shining. Uh, and I just wonder whether, like, I almost hear that as almost a, like, remember remember that reading from Genesis. Remember the promise. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than the lighting of the lamps being this, uh, you know, thing that we that we have to do, it's more of a remembering of the, the lamp that you have, the lamp that you've been given, uh, to let that, let that be lit, and let that give you courage. Mm-hmm. Anything stand out for you, Alyssa? Any, anything that you were like, what in the world is this? Mm, what stood out to me was the, the last two, the last two lines uh, about his house. Like, if you knew the thief was coming, you wouldn't let your house be broken into. My uh, college advisor uh, would always say, um, if you're, what is it, be ready so you don't have to get ready or whatever. So, like, whatever we would say, we need to get ready. Like, if you guys are already ready, you would never need to get ready. So it's like always staying prepared, staying on top of yourself. That was something that just hit me as soon as we read that. Um, Be ready so you don't have to get ready. I like it. So that's to you. Yeah. Yeah. Stay on top of it. Stay prepared. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you stay on top of it? I don't know. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we think? Anything else we want to say about any of these texts? This would be expensive. It's worth lifting up, too. Mm-hmm. Um, having, having your lamp lit, lamps lit all night in the ancient Near East. I mean, really, only the past couple hundred years that having ample access to light in the dark has been a thing. Uh, but to have something very expensive like oil burning all night, every night, to be ready, uh, that's high cost. I wonder if it's as expensive as a Beyonce album. Hmm. Where Jay-Z, I believe, has a line where, like, the pieces, the price just went up. (laughs) (laughs) An expensive album, and yet it's called The Gift, Zach. Mm. This is expensive, and yet it's a gift. It's probably as expensive as the Beyonce sorority jacket. Yes. (laughs) How expensive is that? $800. $800. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. 
There's some text for you for the dog days of August. Oh, Florence and the Machine, the dog days are not quite over. <laughs> Is that going on your playlist? What's going I on wish. This, this week? What are we listening to? Well, Matt, I, gosh, there are a lot of things you can do with this stuff. Uh, lots of good stuff here. Uh, I'm going to go back to one of uh, my favorite Kanye albums, 808s and the Heartbreak, uh, to put Heartless on the playlist, because that's, we could be talking about hearts in the gospel. Uh, Isaiah is basically the same why you got to be so heartless. Uh, and that is uh, <laughs> such a good song. And I, I don't know. I forget about it all the time. That was a very good album, uh, is what I have to say. Then I'm going uh, with my friend from the ATL, uh, a friend of the pod, Jermaine Dupree, uh, and Jay-Z. <laughs> a friend of the pod, Jermaine Dupree. Uh, Money ain't a thing, uh, is what they said. And seems to be what Jesus is talking about. And finally, look at all this blood all over the place, Matt. Uh, and Jesus, or not Jesus, God doesn't seem to be too into having this blood all over the place. Uh, so is that is that blood bad? I'm going to go ahead and call it bad blood. With uh, <laughs> And I'm going to go with the T-Swift with the, the K-Dot, uh, the Kendrick Lamar version. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was something that really happened. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Alyssa, you got songs? What songs do you think tie in well to these texts? Mm, I don't know. Uh, what we talked about earlier, I'll Go With Bigger from The Lion. All right. Just so we can tie this album into it because God is saying it is bigger than you. Some of the stuff is out of your hands. So stay ready. Um, All the stars. I like that connection. Mm-hmm. The promise is bigger. You had that Coldplay song too, though. You referenced true yellow. Yellow. Yeah, I think bigger is such a good, good connection for these. Um, I'll probably throw Spirit on there too. Y'all should listen to it. Uh, the heavens open and the way that gives us courage, like it does in Genesis. So yeah, let's uh, we'll throw another track on there from uh, the gift, the Lion King, the gift. Uh, although this is probably also on the other soundtrack too, huh? This is going, it's going double duty. Spirit. Yep. I gotta thank all the stars from uh, from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. We're doing movie soundtracks. Uh, that's a pretty good one too. All the stars are closer. Uh, in Colorado, I believe that's where I believe it was inspired by uh, Kendrick's time in Colorado. You know, me and Kendrick, we were up outside of Breckenridge uh, um, together. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the extent of the story. I thought it was going to go. <laughs> yeah, we were in Alma, uh, up near Leadville, which is America's uh, highest city, ten thousand five hundred feet, uh, and uh, we spent a weekend together just looking at the stars. Me and Kendrick. There you go. Well, that'll. It's uh, a good. It's a good playlist this week, I think. It's good. It's good. good. What's next? Uh, is Beyonce just going to relax now? She's worked really hard this year, it looks like. So. Well, she said she's taking no days off. Oh. Which, uh, I just, she needs to remember the second commandment, I think. But mm-hmm. The third commandment? Is it the third or the second? <laughs> Should you be questioning that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the numbers on the commandments is completely arbitrary. So. True. You should have to change. Uh, but it seems like she's still uh, working hard. I don't know. I don't know. Do you hear? Do you hear any rumors in the Beehive? You have to be a member to hear those rumors. Oh man! Wow, we just got shut out. Is there a formal membership process? Yes, you have to be jumped in. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
You have to be stung by a bee. Mm. Stung by a bee. What are my chances? I'm fairly allergic to bee stings, though. Oh, you automatically yeah, because of that. <laughs> what if I give myself, I shoot myself with the EpiPen? Just. No. Kind of a. I'm just gonna go ahead and do that anyway, okay? I feel like that's the beginning of your freestyle about Beyonce, your freestyle rap. It starts with, like, I'm allergic to bee stings. And then just go from there. That's your assignment for the next pod. Come back with the rest of that freestyle. You got this, Zach. I believe in you. I can do it. I believe I've got plenty of time now. Next week, students show up uh, and I get to or have to start working. Uh, so I've got plenty of time to do that. It'll be good. Zach, uh, any, uh, we, Alyssa and I are working on some stickers, some promo stickers. For promo our campus stickers, yeah. Uh, and our tabling. Do you have any advice for uh, hmm. tabling or recruitment? Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we give away succulents has been our thing the past year or so, and people seem to like that. Uh, we get rid of all the succulents and people don't run away actively from our table, uh, which is good, I guess. Uh, we do trivia at the table. Um, what kind of trivia? Uh, I bring a dry race word and write a question on there. Um, it doesn't really matter what it is. I just yell at people with it, and they engage and think that there's something to win, even though I would freely give them a succulent. Um, <laughs> the consolation prize is a succulent. But if you get it right, you also get a succulent. So um, <laughs> it makes uh, people think that it's more valuable than it is, you know? It's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a trend now. I have, like, three plants now. My succulent is really? dying, so I have to buy another See? one. So. Hey, this is a thing. Yeah, we can't give away thing. stickers, actually, at, at fairs and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's against mm-hmm. the rules. Okay, attacking. It's good to know. They just get stuff everywhere. They say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Oh, I hmm. just stop stickers around USC campus. They're like, and have them trailed to. <laughs> I don't think I can trace it back. Uh, would you also recommend that our listeners send people to uh, a website to? Send their students to campus ministries? Absolutely. If you know a young adult who is headed to college this fall, here's what you need to do. Number one, acquire the internet. Um, Well, actually, let me back up. Step zero, buy a computer. I recommend uh, an Apple IIe, a desktop. Uh, You could probably find one. Then you got to find the internet. You might want to watch a couple clips of Ghost Rider. It's a great explanation of how the internet works. Once you have the internet, you need to dial up on your modem, uh, get connected to what we call the World Wide Web. Don't get on an intranet because that's not connected. It's only on your local server. You need the internet. Common mistake. Then what you you need to do is download a program, a piece of software called Internet Explorer. If you don't have it, you got to get it. Um, It's free. Uh, thanks, Steve Ballmer, L.A. Uh, resident. Download Internet Explorer. Then go to http colon slash slash www.elcacampusministry.org. Uh, and then there you can refer students to over 200 campus ministry sites around the country. Very easy process, man. Very easy process. Do it. Well, it's uh, it's been a good up. Thank you, Alyssa, for being our Beyonce emergency podcast. Appreciate it. And uh, I want to say thank you to you, Zach. To me? Oh, <laughs> man, it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast with you today. And Alyssa, I haven't seen Alyssa in 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 a while. I, uh, to be fair, uh, to our listeners at home, 
I still haven't seen Alyssa today. Uh, just mostly looked at an empty couch. Uh, but hi, oh, they do exist. There you go. Uh, what a pleasure. Okay. Well, uh, it's uh, it's been real vinyl, but I'm gonna have Alyssa close the pod with uh, the words that are on her hat. Boy, bye. <laughs>